KDXI St. George, Radio St. George at 100.3 FM. And we welcome you to The Extraordinary Talk Show, a show to help you understand yourself and the world from a new perspective, and in the process, help you find your own personal extraordinary. And now your host for The Extraordinary Talk Show, Della Hill. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome back to another extraordinary episode of The Extraordinary Talk Show. Guys, I got to jump right in this week because I have a lot to talk with you about today. I was thinking about what can I really share with you guys that you might not be able to learn hardly anywhere else that will truly make a big, big difference in your life. And what specifically, what's something that I know well that I can teach you? One of my innate abilities that I've kind of just been able to do my whole life and I've gotten better at it is being able to connect with other people one-on-one deeply and quickly. And this is something that I didn't always know that I even knew how to do. In fact, it was kind of weird when people, I would meet someone, I'd talk to them, and then they'd come back to me and act like they were my best friend. And I was like, what is it that I'm doing that's making people have that connection with me, that's allowing me to have that connection with them? And I've started paying attention to a lot of the things that I do that allow me to have those connections with people. And along the way, I have learned some other tips and skills that are very helpful with the same thing. So today I want to talk to you, and not just today, probably for the next few weeks, I want to talk to you about some of the things that I do and that I know that people do when interacting one-on-one or even in groups with other people in order to build deep connections. So here's something that anybody can do. I don't care who you are. You don't even have to talk to another person in order to be able to use this skill. Today I want to talk to you about facial reading. And one thing that's so fascinating about this is you can look at a person's face and learn from their face things about them. You don't even have to have a conversation with a person in order to learn things from their face. Why is that? Now, part of it is because energy is everything and energy is in our bodies and energy helps form our bodies. And there are certain bone structures that carry an energy signature of a certain personality type. For example, uh, specifically males that have a very strong jaw tend to be authoritative and tend to even be very physical. Many linebackers and football players have very strong jaws. I even heard one story about a high school linebacker that had a tremendously strong jaw and a tremendously strong forehead. And he was a very, very powerful football player. But then he had surgery When he graduated high school, before he went to college, he had surgery to kind of minimize his jaw and his forehead so a little bit because he wanted to be better looking, actually. But by bringing back the musk, the the bone structure, it actually minimized some of his aggressive tendencies, and he was no longer as good of a football player after that. I know that some of those things sound weird. However, when you pay attention to them, I'm not asking you to believe me just because I tell you. I'm asking you to pay attention to these things and notice if you can see some of the things I'm talking about and notice certain personality features among people that have matching physical traits. Now, when it comes to facial features specifically, I want to talk wrinkles. I love to read the wrinkles on people's faces because you can find out a lot about a person from the wrinkles on their face. How does that make sense? Well, to start with, do you remember when you were a kid and you made a funny face and your parents said, hey, you better not do that or it'll stick. It'll stay that way. Well, the truth is your parents were right, but 
you're not going to get the wrinkles on your face from making a funny face. You get the wrinkles on your face from making those wrinkles with your natural emotions every single day for your entire life. Every single time you feel joy, you feel happy, and you have a big smile, you're probably going to create lines by the side of your eye, off to the side where you might see crow's feet. Now, what's going to happen is if you smile with joy every single day of your life, every time you smile, it's going to create those smile lines by your face, by the side of your your mouth, and the crow's lines to the side of your eyes. And when you do that every single day for years and years and years and years, those wrinkles begin to stick. Those wrinkles begin to stay. And that means that when you look at a person, it's really difficult to do facial reading like this on someone who doesn't have any wrinkles. So someone who is a teenager or a very young adult who doesn't have a lot of wrinkles, it's difficult to get a lot of information from looking at their wrinkles. However, the longer someone's been alive, the more expressions that they have made that have stuck on their face, the more you can tell about them. So like I said, someone who is very loving and has experienced a lot of joy in their life is someone who has very, very deep crow's feet. You might call these crow's feet off to the side, to the anterior, to the sides of the eyes. You might call that the lateral sides of the eyes. But some people call those compassion lines and joy lines because you cannot have those lines on your face if you have not been loved and given love. The crow's feet that come to the sides of your eyes come from smiling. They come from being happy. They come from laughter. So someone who has those lines on their face is someone who is going to be a happy person and is going to be a loving person and is going to be a compassionate person. Now, in order to help us, I even made my own little model of a face to help us so I can draw some lines on this face and you guys can see what I'm talking about. We're also live radio and podcast, so I'm going to verbally explain these as well as I can. But if you can get to a video to see this video on YouTube or Facebook, please check it out because you're going to want to see the pictures. So what I'm talking about right now, and by the way, this is my face that I drew, not of me, but I drew this face. This episode today is not a drawing class. I'm not giving a course on how to draw well because that's not a thing I know how to do. But what I would like to show you is on this face, the crow's lines that I'm talking about are the lines that come off to the side of the eye in that manner. Here's another piece that I love to, to recognize in a person. Many people get lines in the middle of their eyebrows, in between their eyebrows, in fact. Some people don't get any at all. Some people get one and some people get two. And there's, you can learn a lot about a person who has lines between their eyebrows. Let me explain. If they have two small lines between their eyebrows, kind of one close to each eyebrow, but right above the nose. Some pe- Sometimes we call these the 11s. When there's a line in between the two lines in between the eyebrows. And what that means is that this person is someone who is impatient. This is a person who throughout their life has often been impatient and has kind of scowled and has furrowed their brow because they've been impatient. And over years of having a furrowed brow through impatience, they begin to get these two lines between their eyebrows. So women who don't want to have wrinkles, don't be impatient. (laughs) That's a good start. But when you see someone who has those two lines, that's a sign to you that that person is impatient. Now, what comes from that, from furrowing your brow, you can actually get multiple 
emotions and reactions from furrowing your brow. Impatience is not the only emotion that comes from furrowing your brow. However, if you meet someone that instead of two lines between their eyes, what we call the 11, has one long line right down the middle, this is what we call the hanging needle. And this is someone who also has spent a good deal of time in their life with their brow furrowed. But they were not furrowing their brow in in impatience as much as focus and concentration. This is a person you want to hire to get a job done. A person that has a hanging needle that has one single line between their two eyebrows, especially the deeper and longer this is, the more this is a get it done person. Okay? When you meet someone like this, if they come in for an interview and they're interviewing for a super, a supervisor position, that's probably someone who would be excellent in a supervisor position because they don't need to be told step A, B, C, D, E, and F. You just say, go accomplish F and they're going to go do it. Another type of person that you're going to find is someone who's a combination of these two things, who has kind of a hanging needle and kind of 11s and it ends up where they have the two 11s, the two lines, but one of those lines is a little bit more centered and it's longer. And you're going to see this on some people. In fact, my husband, the amazing Chris, his eyes, he has a semi-11, semi-hanging needle because he is often impatient, but he is often impatient because he's getting stuff done. And he is a get it done kind of guy who just is often impatient along the way. So he is the kind of guy who has the 11s, but also has the hanging needle. Does this make sense for you? Okay, so what I'm saying, and I'm going to give you guys some more of these great facial reading tips to learn about a person, but let me tell you why this matters. Not only when you're interviewing someone can you find out if this is a person who's going to get stuff done, but when you're having an interaction with a person, when you're having a conversation with a person, if you can tell them something about them, they gain trust in you. It's a weird thing, I could take another show to explain why this is, but the point is when you tell someone something that is true about them, it gives them trust in you. It hooks them in. We are all egotistical. Every single one of us is egotistical. We all like to pat ourselves on the bat. We all have some level of narcissism. It might be a teeny tiny bit for you if you're really great, but we all do a little bit. We all like to hear about ourselves and we like to be noticed. We like to be acknowledged, don't you? We all have different ways that we like that. Some of us like to be told, some of us like gifts or or different love languages, but we all like to be observed. And when someone looks at us closely enough that they can observe a true fact about us, that makes us feel special. When someone looks at us with enough interest to learn about us, especially learning about us in a way that they didn't even have to talk to us, but they could learn something about us by getting to know us. We feel special. We like that person. We trust that person. And so here's what happens. And I'm telling you this, and I hope that you will use this with the highest ethical standards and not use this in a way to take advantage of people, but to do this in a way to show love to people, which is why I do it. When you see a line on someone's face, maybe it's that hanging needle, and you know that this is a guy who is a get it done kind of guy, you can bring that up in a conversation. You can say to them, 
I can tell that you're a person who gets things done. Tell me about a time in your life when you had a big project that you accomplished. And they're going to love to talk about those things. And when they talk about those things, they're going to trust you. And as you build that trust, it skyrockets. It builds momentum. It starts with a teeny, teeny, tiny little bit because we're all a little bit nervous when we first meet someone, right? We're not sure if we want to let them in. But here's what I do is I sit down with somebody, I, I talk with them, and we're gonna, I'm going to talk to you over the next few episodes about some of the things I do because it's not all stuff I can throw into one episode. But I sit down with them, I'm honest with them, I'm real with them, and then I tell them something about themselves. And I can do this by reading their face or I can do this by using my intuition about them or I can do this by gaining from the conversation reading in between the lines the things that they haven't necessarily said, but the things that they are meaning to say. And then when you repeat back to them something that they essentially told you about themselves without using words to do it, they gain a tremendous amount of trust in you. And when I do this, they gain a tremendous amount of trust in me. And then it really builds a a foundation to move forward for growth. Because when I build that relationship with someone, they're more willing to listen to me. For example, if I do this with my home health patients, if I go in and I can establish a relationship of trust immediately, then when I advise them about their health, they're more willing to listen to me. And just like you, just like I always tell you, don't believe me just because I say it, I want you to feel good about what I'm telling you. I want you to know that this is right for you. I say all those same things too. But it does definitely help me build those relationships when I'm going into someone's home and build, who's sick, who needs help. I need to be able to build a relationship with them quickly and a strong relationship of trust quickly. And these are the skills that I use for that. So let me go back to the facial reading and show you some more of these really, really cool things that you can learn about a person by looking at them. Here's one. Very often people have this line between the side of their nose down to the edge of their lip. And it's going to be a diagonal line from the bottom corner of their nose down to the bottom corner of their mouth. And it's usually on both sides and not everyone has this. This line, we get it from smiling and you see it a lot in cartoons. It's very easy to draw in cartoons and help outline the mouth. But this line that goes from the outer nose down to the edge of the mouth, we all have it a little bit, but when there is a firm crease, an actual wrinkle in that place, what that means is that that person has established and found their life purpose. And that is a fantastic hook to begin a conversation with somebody. You could just sit on the bus next to somebody who has those lines, sit down with them and immediately begin a conversation with them about their life purpose. In under 15 seconds, you are in. Simply because you looked at their face and you recognized a fact about them based on their wrinkles. How crazy is that? Okay, here's another one. When they have an arched bow over their eyebrow that looks kind of like that. When I say an arched bow, I mean a line that's not straight, but it's not as curved as a C would be. It's a cross between a straight line and a C, like a bow. Like if you're using a bow and arrow, it's kind of a C. And they're going to have that horizontally over an eyebrow. And that's going to be the eyebrow that they raise or lower when they're being skeptical. This is a person who is a skeptic. This is a person who is not going to believe everything the first time they hear it. This is a person who I hope listens to my show because I don't want you to believe everything I tell you the first thing, the first time I tell you. But you're going to find some people have lines all the way across their forehead, maybe multiple lines. 
these are thinking lines. People that have horizontal multiple lines across their forehead are people who think a lot. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're smart because some people think the same um, unintelligent thoughts over and over and over and over and over. We all have been guilty of that at some point or other. But people who have heavy lines all the way across their forehead are deep thinkers, concentrators, philosophers. If they only have a short one that goes over one eye, then that person is a skeptic. That is a person who thinks through something before they accept it or before they dismiss it. And that's a person who I appreciate. Here's another one. If you think about sadness, okay, we talked about happiness. If you have the crow's feet, the the compassion lines over to the side of your eyes, that's a good sign. But what about sadness? How are you going to know when someone has been sad in their life? They actually create tear tracks. Deep, deep sadness creates deep tear tracks. And that means a line that goes from the outer corner of their eye all the way down their cheek like this. This is deep grief. This is someone who has suffered severe loss. This is someone who has suffered severe pain that has that deep tear track running down, not just a little bit, but all the way down. If it's a short tear line like this, that's a little bit of sadness. That's someone who has experienced big sad or a little bit of sadness. In fact, your your crow's feet, the more they're pointed up, the more they're going to be happy. The more they're pointed down, the more they're indicative of sadness. Sadness isn't necessarily a bad thing in your crow's feet lines because someone who has experienced sadness is someone who can be compassionate to others who have experienced sadness. So sadness in the crow's feet isn't is a sign that they have experienced sadness, but it's also a sign that they know how to be compassionate with others who ha- are experiencing sadness. Now your deep tracks, your deep tear tracks that run all the way down the face like this, absolutely indicative of deep sadness. A person who I can give you as, as a perfect example of this is the comedian Howie Mandel. And Howie Mandel has had a long career and is now a judge for America's Got Talent, which is one of the only TV shows I actually watch. And if you watch Howie, he's a comedian. This is really common for comedians, actually. Many comedians become comedians because they're so sad inside that they desperately seek to find a way to create laughter. And Howie's one of those guys. In fact, Howie has even admitted his own struggles with depression and anxiety and OCD and mental illness. And when you watch Howie, Sometimes it's not there because if he has a neutral facial expression, you might not see them. But when he smiles, when he laughs, you'll see these deep, deep tear tracks that run all the way from his eye down the side of his cheek. And that is a symbol of someone who has cried a lot of tears. And think about if you come into a conversation with someone that you've just barely, barely met, but you can come in with that understanding that can change how you're able to interact with that person. Here's another one. When you see little lines over the lip like this, below the nose, over the lip, you're going to have short, multiple short vertical lines. These are symbols of worry. This is a someone very often mothers. You're going to see this on mothers more often than on other people. It's a symbol of worry. This is someone who has worried about their children. Most of the time, they may have worried about other things, but most of the time, the main thing that we worry about is our kids. Now, the lips tell us a lot too. Ooh, the lips are really interesting because you're going to notice 
even in the same family, siblings, and some of the siblings will have full lips and some will have very thin lips. And you think, well, if they have the same genetics, why is it that this brother has very full lips and this brother has very thin lips? It actually comes down to how much you or a person feels that they are able to speak. If a person, every time they try to speak their truth, every time they try to verbalize how they feel, if they're kind of shut down, what they're going to do is they're going to find themselves pressing their lips together a lot. And it's going to be in anger and frustration and irritation and hurt that they're pushing their lips together. And in doing that over time, it actually makes their lips disappear. Specifically the top lip. If you meet someone that has no top lip, that their top lip is just a line of pink over their mouth, that is someone who has not been given the opportunity to speak their truth, especially as a child, but also as an adult. That is someone who has pressed their mouth closed as opposed to saying the things that they wanted to say. And that's really interesting. Another sign of that, specifically, this comes up more in very often in women, um, very often in women who feel that they aren't able to say as much as they want in their workplace, in their marriage, that because of their station in life that they can't speak for them, themselves, they can't say the things that they want to say, they are going to have a line between the inner corner of their eye down to the side of their nose like this. And you're going to see it on both sides of their nose. All of, almost all of these things are going to be both sides of the face, but not all. And that has to do with one side of the face being related to present and past or one side of the face being related to male and female. We're not going to go into all of that right now. What that means is that if you have deeper um, wrinkles on one side of your face versus the other, it might actually be connected to a, a parent that causes more, rela- more emotions in you than the others. We're not going to go into all that right now, which all of those things are deeply helpful when building a connection with a person. Because if you can tell them, hey, I can see that you're really sad and it was your father that caused it. It's shocking the connection that you can build with a person in a very, very short amount of time when you can basically be a fortune teller in their life, but you're not really telling their fortune. You're just telling them what is written on their face. Another one, and this one is really important. This is one of my favorites to notice, is by the side of the ear, you're going to have small bows, and they're going to be by both ears. The small bows next to the ear, just in front of the ear, in fact, you can't even necessarily see it when you're looking at someone straight on. You're going to have to have them wait till they turn their head and then you can see it on the side because it's at the very side of their face next to the ear right there. When there's bows there, that is their BS meter, okay? That's their radar. Do not try to lie to this person. If you're talking to somebody and they have those bows next to their ears, do not try to lie to them. That is the person who will tell a lie from 10 feet away with their eyes closed, okay? Don't try to lie to that person. In fact, that's a person, don't try to lie to people anyway, but that's a person who is going to be more alert, more aware of the amount of truth in what they're telling them. So don't even try to manipulate them. Don't try to tell them a partial truth. When they've got those bows by their ears, be straightforward with them, and they're going to appreciate that from you too. Some people don't always want to know the whole truth. Uh, mothers, for example, they don't always want to know the whole truth about their kids, and it's better off that way most of the time, not all the time. But 
when somebody has those bows by their ear, that is a person who appreciates honesty. And if they find out that you have been being dishonest with them, it's going to traumatize your relationship with them to the point that it may never be salvageable. So be honest anyway, but be very aware of people that have those bows by their ears because they're extra aware of those things. You might even find some people that have like crazy bows. They've got five or six of them and they're really long. That's someone who is so aware of lies. They've probably been a lied to a lot to the point that they're actually paranoid about being lied to. And that's a person you want to use a lot of caution in talking to them and what you tell them. Um, always be honest with them. But in some cases, you also don't want to give them too much truth because it's going to make them worry and question what else there is. They're going to be paranoid about it. They're going to want to know more about that. Now, again, I'm not telling you to believe everything I say, but take some of these facial reading features that I've taught you over the last 20 minutes and practice them. Pay attention. You don't even have to talk to people. Just pay attention to the wrinkles on their face and find out what that tells you about them. And then try having a conversation with this person and see if it matches. And that's what I have for you this week. But guys, I hope you come back next week because next week I have even more skills, more tips, tricks, and treats for how to build deep relationships with people that you're meeting very quickly, whether it's long-term, whether it's short-term, and whether it's one-on-one or large groups. These skills, these tactics are available and helpful in any scenario that you're in. Guys, I thank you so much for being with me today. I want to remind you to check out our podcast, the YouTube channel, The Extraordinary Talk Show. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, all over. We're here. And don't forget Radio St. George 100.3. And thanks to everybody here in the station for always making me feel welcome. I love you guys. Have a wonderful week. Remember, I'm not trying to tell you what to think. I'm trying to get you to think for yourself. You've been listening to The Extraordinary Talk Show with Della Hill. Search YouTube and Facebook, Spotify, or Podbean for video and podcasts of this show. Or go to RadioStGeorge.com. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Extraordinary Talk Show.